The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Cananean, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere among the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You received without payment, give without payment. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Every time an election comes up, we're given the great opportunity to elect new leaders. Sometimes we end up with leaders we like, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we elect great and strong leaders, and sometimes we're left simply thankful that time will eventually present another chance to vote in someone else. Of course, we know that no elected leader is perfect, and while a candidate's shortcomings may remain hidden during an election campaign, their limits quickly come to light once the pressures of leadership are assumed. In the gospel today, we witness the compassion of God for his people. We're told that Jesus had compassion for the people because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Oh, there were plenty of leaders over the people, as there are over us today. But despite already having leaders, the people faced many threats and were still left searching for relief, for safety, and even for freedom. So I don't think Jesus wished for more leaders for his people or even for better leaders. No, I believe he wished for more to serve his people. Recognizing a serious problem the people faced and having compassion for the needs of the crowd, Jesus acts. He calls his disciples and sends them out to share the good news. This is Jesus' answer to the helplessness of the people. He sends out his disciples with the, with the good news. He sends them out to serve. 
This shouldn't be a huge surprise to us. In the first reading today, we hear about a moment during the time when God's chosen people were wandering in the wilderness. Only one month prior, God had freed the people from slavery to the Egyptians through some incredible miracles so they could establish a new nation in the promised land. And in the passage we heard this morning, in the passage that we heard, God described what this great nation ought to be like. He says, You shall be for me a priestly kingdom and a holy nation. God wants a nation of priests. He wants his disciples to live lives of priestly service. For the Jewish people, the job of priests was to offer prayers, sacrifice, and worship on behalf of the people of the world. They were the ones to go between the people and God, bringing God's message and blessings to the people while lifting up the offerings and prayers of the people to God. This is why only the priests were allowed in the temple building. No one else had any business being in there. The compassion Jesus had for the crowds who followed him is still relevant today. Jesus knows how the world will never be short of leaders. Anytime there is a vacuum in leadership, someone will quickly fill the void. But even with the best of leaders, we often feel harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. We're an extremely blessed group of people. Of course, there's lots of challenges, but never have so many had so much, and life here has lots of opportunity. Yet we still face many threats and are left searching for relief, safety, and freedom. Today, all the baptized are allowed in our church buildings because all the baptized are expected to be part of the priestly nation today to serve. The disciples today are expected to serve by offering prayer, sacrifice, and worship on behalf of the people of the world. And together in this church, we do just that. One feature of the gospel that stands out to me is the list of names. When we explore the background and lives of those named apostles, we see some good and some bad. Jesus knew Judas would betray him. He knew Peter would deny him. Yet he still chose them to serve in his name. A temptation that sometimes enters our minds is believing that certain people, even ourselves, could never be chosen for some special service. We know our own faults and limits, as does Jesus. Yet he still calls on us to serve, and there is no fault in Jesus' selection. Yes, Jesus could serve and shepherd his people directly, but he invites his disciples to share in his work to be like him. This is a miracle. The even the very faulty can serve the mission of our Savior. It's great news. Because we know our priests, including Father Darlington and myself, are faulty. Yet we can still make Jesus present among us through the sacraments. It's great news because we know even parents can be faulty. Today we celebrate our fathers, not necessarily because they are so great, though frequently they are. 
but because of how God has used our fathers, often faulty men, as his instruments in bringing new life into the world. It's great news because in the call of Jesus, we see how faults, sin, and shortcomings don't have to prevent anyone from being like Jesus and joining his work of sharing the good news. Being a a people of service, being part of a priestly nation, however, means discerning God's will, what God wants for and from us. So many suggest that the world can be made better if we grab enough control to define and invent ourselves. Discernment, however, opposes this. Discernment prompts disciples to take up the challenge of humility, to place God's plan over our own. Not only does God want a priestly nation, he also wants a holy nation. And being a nation of holy people requires saying yes to God's plan first, even if it conflicts with our own plans. So, especially for those who find it challenging to be a disciple, to share the good news, our task is to come before our God and pray. Father of all, as your disciples call to share your good news with all people, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to strengthen us. With the gift of humility, may we place your will and plan above all others, and with the gift of courage, may we never hold back from sharing your love, so we would build a holy nation filled with people ready to follow Jesus, our Good Shepherd, in whose name we make this prayer. Amen.